0: Doing it live!
1: Pop, 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 Cold
0: Pop! pop.
1: Out there in the gig nation, you listen to the gutter talk. Gutter talk. I'm Johnny DeStrutto. Yo, what's up? Holla, at your boy. This is Len, aka the Bad Triple. What's going on, your man,
2: Doctor Unfuckwittable, our son, the Voice of Reason, <laughs> aka Super Triple. What up?
1: We're back in the house,
0: all three of us. Look Yerp. at that. Nice. Yep. We got emails. We got. Oh, them. We sure do. And uh, I have one here from Brandon Payton. Hey, Brandon Payton. What's up? Uh, brand? What up, Dan? Fellas. So my eight-year-old son was fighting his Legos against each other when he suddenly turned to me and asked an ultra-serious question. Father, who would win in a battle between the Avengers and the Jedi? (gasps) I have to admit, I was stumped. I have never even considered this epic war in all my years of gorging on both film franchises. I turned to a few friends to hash this out, but we unfortunately kept ending our debate in a stalemate. So, I'm tagging you guys in as my son's last hope of obtaining the answer he seeks. Note, that hope reference was not meant to influence your decision. <laughs> to simplify things, here are the combatants I've selected for this fight. Mm. MCU Avengers only, no references, no references to deep cut capabilities. Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Vision, Wanda, Black Widow, War Machine Falcon versus Clone Wars Attican Obi Wan Yoda Mace Asaka or it's Asoka Asoka uh, Plo Koon Ayla Quinlan Quinlan Vos. There you go. And a oh my God he's not really dead. He's young or gone. I don't. Qui-Gon! Qui-Gon! I know You hear the name, but you never see it spelled out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Purely because I needed someone to even, the, to even the odds. I realized that it'd be a much more interesting battle if we included Luke and some Darksiders, but... I didn't want to muddy things up with messy time jumping or trying to debate whether or not the Jedi could function as a team. So those are the combatants. The battlefield is an Earth-like planet that neither has been to before. Neutral ground. Everyone has their signature weapons and abilities. Who will win? Action film connoisseur Brandon Payton. Shit,
1: man. That's a good question. Uh I gotta an answer. My my immediate response is Avengers. But then I think about the I think about Yoda's in there mm-hmm. and yeah. Qui-Gon, Yigon. Yeah. Um wait, did he say Mace Windu? Yes, Mace. Mace Yeah man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um Avengers mm-hmm. I, I, have a Hulk. They do when they have you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Game I, I don't know why we're even debating. The yeah, race. there's a Hulk. Um and also, you got all that technology. You got fucking you, Iron Man's got missiles and lasers and shit. Yeah. Now, he, mind you, he's only
0: going to MCU of, of Iron Man, but that Iron Man is a walking army. The yeah. Avengers
2: have a Hulk that can man, get manipulated by Black Widow petting his hand.
1: Okay, oh, Black feel- Widow's on his side. Right, right. Black but Widow doesn't got, have
2: mental powers.
1: They, right, they've got the Jedi mind they've
2: trick. Got, yeah, yeah. Hulk is sitting in the corner sucking his thumb.
1: That's a good point. Fuck.
2: I, I think that I think the thing that that that. Puts it in the Avengers' favor. The only thing that puts in the Avengers' favor is Thor.
1: Yeah, that's hammer.
2: It. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it.
1: At Unless me. there is a Jedi worthy of picking up the hammer, do we think that there is a Jedi? I, of I Yoda. Money. Yoda. I bet money. Uh, uh, Yoda better pick uh, up that hammer. I bet, bet, hammer. Money. Uh, yeah, you I bet money.
2: You
3: know. You know, Mace but
2: probably not Mace, Mace, no.
0: Mace done dirt but Mace done dirt but I got a funny feeling Yoda did dirt too I Would bet you they sick? all did dirt but Yoda oh,
1: No, I think Yoda's done some dirt man yeah but Thor's done some dirt I don't think yeah. doing some dirt's gonna negate your your worthiness right as long as you grow out of said dirt okay yeah. fair enough I, Yeah. the only thing
2: that wins it for the Avengers is Thor He's the only thing that wins it for the Avengers. See, okay. Because, uh, yes, Iron Man's got weapons. They've, fought, they, they've all fought weapons and armor and that's, and you know, robot stuff before.
0: But to Brandon's point, how do they operate as a team? Cap would have his team working at precision. Le- they don't have a Captain America.
2: They don't need one. Well, I, 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 I disagree. They don't need one. Because if you, if you watch anything involving Jedi fights they they handle on their own but there's a there's a a sort of tandem that happens with it like if you watch a uh, and as much as I hate to tell people to do this if you watch any of the prequels where there where there are actually groups of jedi fighting you know when they're fighting, even like these giant masses of robots and stormtroopers or whatever they're all fighting very effortlessly they, it's not like they they're getting in each other's way they don't have to be directed like the Avengers have to, because that's how they train. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know that. I, like, it wouldn't be quick, but Black Widow is is taken out pretty quickly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: um Who else is taken out? Hawkeye, Hawkeye is taken Hawkeye's out pretty gone. quickly. Falcon is taken out pretty quickly. um Cap eventually, Iron Man and War Machine probably like la- Vision, did he say Vision? Yeah, yeah, Vision. Right, so Vision and Thor are the last ones.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: Vision and Thor are the last ones standing. Hulk is subdued mentally. And like I said, he's sucking his thumb. And then eventually they're all just going to have to run him through with lightsabers.
3: Yeah.
2: And whoever's left. Because I, I guarantee you, somebody is just chilling in the corner, just keeping Hulk subdued. He- that's And that's the easy part.
1: Here's the thing that we're missing, though. Uh, most of these Star Wars characters were murdered by clone troopers. So it can't be that difficult to take them out.
2: Thank you. Lots <laughs> and lots of clone troopers, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, lots of well, th- lots and lots of clone troopers. Wait wait, 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 who talk- wait. Who are we talking about? Well, right, most of them, right? Who, who okay, not Yoda, them? not Yoda, not Yoda, not Yoda, uh,
2: not Ben, not Qui-Gon.
1: Qui-Gon got murdered by Darth Maul. Uh,
2: not Mace.
1: Not Mace, Mace got murdered by... Uh,
2: by Anakin and the Emperor. And the
1: Emperor, no, no, no. Um, um,
2: <laughs> that's my
1: favorite part of that movie. What about Plo Koon? Uh, I don't even know who that is. Plo Koon
2: died. How did he die? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Oh goodness gracious! I They're all know. dead. Is my point.
2: Um, mind you, Quinlan Voss is like centuries old. I don't know. He's he like uh, Quinlan Voss is is one of no, no. He's a uh, Quinlan Voss is the guy with the with the dreads. He's got the the paint here. Brownskin Pain categories paint eyes. under his okay. nose. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like, I, he died like centuries before any of the, the Star Wars stuff that you kind of know of. Oh. But he was awesome. And
1: um, how's he in this? If he's been dead before all this. Nah, and just, you
2: needed a Jedi that people know. Is, is okay. um, <laughs> ah, so Katano. Was she a Jedi? Because I didn't... Ooh, yeah, she didn't die. She's still alive uh, as
1: of Rebels. She showed up on Rebels. Okay. I'm still going Avengers. I'm still going Avengers. Two out of... Wait, what you, what's your final say? Avengers yeah. because, uh, because, because, of Thor, because of Thor and the Vision. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a good question, man. I won't, that's, that's fun. I like it. A quick aside, though.
0: One of the casualties of the MCU being built up the way that it has and... Um, Marvel's now very tenuous association with their X-Men properties anymore Mm. so much so that they didn't even let the Logan use an actual X-Men comic book in the movie Um, but one of the casualties of that is that Storm who I think arguably has been the most prominent and important Female character in comic books for the last 30, 30 years easily, outside of maybe Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. has been seeing that role diminished a bit because Marvel doesn't really promote the X Men as heavily anymore, and therefore are promoting Captain Marvel and Black Widow and and to a degree Ms. Marvel and 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 Devil Dinosaur and all that thing, but they but. Storm Star has been diminished a little bit. And that's, a, that's an unfortunate casualty of their uh, marketing and publishing strategy that hit me the other day. Yeah. I just wanted to note that.
2: Yeah, I, I do find it interesting that um, she actually gave up leadership of the X-Men and X-Men Gold to Kitty.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it, see, and again, I, I don't read the X-Men, so may, maybe the writer... Came up with a very interesting way in which that was handled. But the storm that I have always known about, that doesn't ring true. And it's that reeks of me of when editorial ripped the lead of the Avengers away from, um, at the time, Captain Marvel. Spectrum. Ma- Monica Rambo? Yeah. Monica Rambo, but she was Captain Marvel yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, they. They ripped it out of, out of her Well, Storm was going to
2: leave. That was the thing. She was about to leave, and that's why she was like, look, handle this. I'm going to go. Oh, no,
3: uh, gonna, I understand. Yeah. They probably And, then, and
2: it. then Kitty was like, no, hang out. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, let's, let's do this together. First. Also,
1: part of her mutant ability, apparently, is to grow a full head of hair in between issues. Because in X-Men Prime, she had the badass mohawk, and then in uh, X-Men Gold, she had the uh, full head of hair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I like that mohawk it's though.
2: got something to do with the weather. She mm. just make her hair grow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Mohawk Storm. Always like Mohawk it's Storm. The hottest storm.
1: Anyway, that was was that the email? That was that was Brandon's email. I got Thank one you, from Pink Apocalypse. Pink yes. Apocalypse. Ooh, it's the Pink Apocalypse. Said, "Same, catch up. Hey guys, I'm giving you a late entry in your three best superhero scenes. Also, I'm coloring outside the lines because I have to, and giving you three each of two categories. Okay. Three best action scenes that leave me in goosebumps every time. Number one, Superman Returns, the airliner rescue scene, from landing and using his heat vision to chasing the plane down and punching through the wing. Two, X-23 and Wolverine kicking the shit out of everyone together when she reveals herself to him for the first time, from his what the hell to -hmm. the fence crash. Yeah. And three, a tie between the Winter Soldier scene where Sam Jackson is trapped on the street and the Dark Knight scene where the semi gets flipped. I couldn't decide. Uh, the three best drama scenes that leave me in tears every every time. One, Lois dying in Donner's Superman. That, ah. that is a rough. Yeah, that was rough. Whoa, Where he that screams? Was rough. Yeah. I can still hear that yeah. Christopher Reeve that scream. Was rough. Yeah. But
0: it's not yeah. even, yeah. even, even his scream. What gets me is just seeing her See, yeah, The way mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was rough.
1: Ooh. And, you know, I remember as a kid going, and, then you know, it's naive and stupid but i was like you can yeah i guess you can drown in dirt that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah uh number two the family dinner scene in unbreakable when his son realizes who his father Mm. is but willis wordlessly asks him to keep it a secret that's
2: awesome getting a little teared up just now.
1: and then three every single scene (laughs) every single scene with catwoman in batman returns i identify so powerfully with her Bruce, I would love to join you, but I just couldn't live with myself scene that it's like a punch in the stomach. Too close, too personal, too real, pink. Wait a minute, I'm trying to think of that scene where where she says, I would love to join you. It's the one where like he I believe it's at the end, right? Where they've they've narrowed down or they found um, Max Shrek and he rips off his cowl to say, Hey, so oh, yeah, yeah. it's me, Bruce. Let's we could be buddies, yeah. let's hang out. Yeah. Um and, and then she does that weird... That was weird, That was a weird part of that movie where it's like... Mm-hmm. She goes to kiss him. And she licks his face? No, no. She so, goes no. to kiss Mas Shrek and oh, then yeah. puts the... The, 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 the taser, taser in both of their mouths and that's what kills them. And she's holding on to the electric cord. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she's got... How about glass. a kiss for Santa Claus? What? What is that? That line makes no sense. What no. you're doing makes no sense. Weird mm-hmm. as fuck. But that seems pretty dope.
0: Seems pretty dope. Yeah. That, is, that is pretty dope. Um... Aside number two, I just reread uh, my big compendium of Injustice Year One. Oh, and there is a scene in there when Batman's about to go and more or less confront Superman, mm-hmm. and um, Catwoman is tries to stop him. You know, and mm-hmm. she's she's like pleading with him. It's like you like to paint yourself as this big bad. Invulnerable guy, he's going to kill you, mm-hmm. and she's like just like one hundred percent like just reality mm-hmm. to this dude, um, and 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 that scene just was the button on the way that Catwoman was portrayed in that entire series mm-hmm. that that first year that was her and Batman's relationship in that book is like my favorite part of the book. No, it's, no, because okay. i, I, I a devotee of Batman and Selena being together and that that book just like crystallized it mm-hmm. for me. I, I just, I really love her portrayal. Yeah, she, like
1: she's my favorite I guess of all of his love interests or whatever. I think that one's my favorite yeah. for sure. Because yeah. he's got this whole like she's a criminal but um, uh, mm. 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 but mm. Michelle Pfeiffer though. Yeah. Still, still, yeah. Oh, she's my Catwoman. She's
0: not my Catwoman. Oh, she's my
1: Catwoman. Well, first of all, Halle Berry's for damn sure not my Catwoman. No, no, no. No. My Catwoman is an amalgam,
0: amalgamation Mm -hmm. of Julie Newmar's costume, Uh because Julie Newmar's costume was her. Yeah. Yeah. Eartha Kitt's role of her art Good God. (laughs) And the woman wearing this costume was never a Catwoman. The woman wearing this this costume is Nia Long from 2004's Alfie, because she has all this wild hair and she is like probably at like her like prime sexuality. Oh God damn, I love that woman. i
2: gonna have to go change.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Right. I just brought
2: her up on my Google's. Yep. Yeah,
3: man. Yup. Yeah, mm. man. Mm. Hmm.
1: She'd make a good Misty. Well, she then, has and,
0: the Misty and, hair. And that, she has Misty hair, but I did, I can still see her as Catwoman. That yeah. being said, I'm I like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman too. Yeah, I yeah. choose her. Yeah. I, I like yeah,
2: her. She was pretty good. Um, are we doing? What are we doing? Dramatic moments? Are we doing?
1: You can do because we did them already, so you can do. Oh, it. Uh, oh yeah, you weren't right here. No. Oh, great! All right, so the, the original question was: um, best action scenes in a in a superhero movie. Uh,
2: the Batman in the warehouse in BBS.
1: Yeah, so good.
2: That was I was Hands down. Best part of that movie. I could not breathe watching. I'm like, it's what? What did he just? Oh, oh my god! He just oh, oh yeah. Ah. Yeah. And, you know, I watched this thing online, and these, these dudes were complaining about all the people that Batman killed, and blah, 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 None of those dudes died. Nope. Maybe not, the, maybe no, Maybe the dude that got caught in the room with a grenade, but that was his own fault. But Also, all the, rest the guy of the with
1: the, the uh, flamethrower, do... he, like, blew up his... his he was pet. on fire. He may not be dead, but he was on
2: fire. <laughs> he, was, um, he was on fire. But, <laughs> yo... Them dudes got hemmed. Mm-hmm. And there were dudes that had the nerve to get back up. No yeah, yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. You, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and take the old bit. I'm I'm good. Yeah. You just slammed my head want- into the ground. Yo, the boy, he just picked the dude up and was like, bam! No. I'm not getting up. I'm going to stay it here. He against
1: the crate and Yeah. He, uh-huh. he
0: threw the dude in. He threw the crate
1: in the dude's yeah. face.
0: Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just going to be over here. Y'all I kind of
1: take- want to see a scene where one of them fell over and he just lays down. He rolls over. Holds up his iPhone and just dials nine one one.
2: Uh so we're going that. I'm that was going a good one. uh Winter Soldier when Cap Escapes from Shield. The elevator scene.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Dude. Very
2: good. every time on? that's on, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let me just stop what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I watch him just mm-hmm beat the bejesus out of everybody he takes some shots and he's just yeah. but he still just and he just jumps out Yo, he, he just jumps out the, out of the elevator lands on the shield rolls and steals the, you know gets on his motorcycle th- uh, throws the motors, throws the shield into the plane's repeller mm-hmm. jumps up on there bang bang grabs the shield back and then jumps back down and lands like boom I'm like that, that was son. the most
1: Captain America thing I've ever ever
2: seen, seen. Ever, really? it was ah. perfect. That's why. That's still. The, that's why. That's their best movie, without question. That is the the most perfect like depiction of a like that and the Batman scene. Mm-hmm. Are like the two most perfect depictions of those characters mm-hmm. I've ever seen. In even in live even in the yeah. first,
1: or I'm they sorry, even in the, the first perfect. scene where he's on the tanker. Yeah, that's and what
2: I was,
0: oh, I was yeah. actually thinking.
1: I, I remember thinking, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. this is Captain yeah. America. There he, is. he okay, and because he's he's nonstop, he's just running
2: Yep. Oh, so good. Yeah, and then when he, he, he he puts down the shield to fight Batroc. I'm like, come on, yeah. son. Yeah, takes
1: off the helmet even.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely perfect. Um and then probably the uh, the the Superman's odd fight in Man of Steel. I was
0: wondering if he's going to do a Superman. The
2: Superman's odd fight for me it was like yeah that's about how it would turn out. That these, is these two weird like these two abs- absurdly powered dudes with n- no real one oh, oh, one with yeah one with no regard mm-hmm. for what's around him. And one with no... With no developed understanding of... How to stop How it. to stop it. Yeah. 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 That, that those, those three for me... Are, are, yeah.
1: That was a very... That was another one that's like a very Superman fight. Yeah. Like you were in there with him. Yeah. And even when it's like he, he punches Zod and then you follow him as he zips up and punches him again. Yeah. yeah. But through buildings and all that sort of shit. Yeah. As far as... I, your- I wish I could have enjoyed it more because the whole time I'm like... You're nine eleven nine ing Metropolis, it's badass, but ow like that's just, what happened. No, I, yeah, what just, would happen? It wasn't right. It wasn't enjoyable. It, it, yeah, it I mean, it, but it was for me as a viewer. I was like, <laughs>
0: there were some people that you know it, it hit them that way. The way it hit me, because I I really wanted to enjoy that one too. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a fight where the special effects on on them could have been just a. I wish they could have been just a, a hair bit better because they 100% look CG. You know what I'm I saying? I see you front that, yeah. And, sure. and, and that sometimes kept me out of really wanting to be, like, crazy invested in it.
1: See, I see your Metropolis fight, though, but I'll raise you the Smallville fight.
0: The Smallville fight was Because the
1: Smallville fight had little, little things in it that I liked more. Like, uh, I think Superman, he gets hit and he tries to, he's not flying up. He's uh, level with the ground, kind of flying backwards away, yeah. and I think someone like grabs his foot and then hulks yeah. him, you yeah. know, smashes him around like Loki. Yeah. Um, so there's little things like that that I really liked, um, little nuances to those. It's not just like we're punching each other over and over again. There's like actual fighting happening. Grappling. Yeah.
2: The thing, the thing about the, the, the Zod fight that made it was that the, was the fact that like they're both at full power, mm-hmm. and you know, in, in that early in the Smallville stuff. They were still kind of figure out what they could do. And by yeah. then, Zod had sort of figured it out. Like, oh well, shit. Yeah, I can do all this stuff. Why not? Um, as far as dramatic, um, huh?
1: Did we, we didn't even do dramatic? Did we? Yes. Yeah, we just dramatic. did best superhero scenes.
0: I guess maybe we didn't. I it thought was a little we did. while
1: ago. I don't remember because she said she was adding in uh, drama scenes. Okay.
2: Because I, I, I that that. Uh, the Unbreakable one was... That's good. Was Yeah, that was something. That, where they're just kind of sitting there, like... He pushes him to paper. Mm-hmm. He's like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was so good.
0: Well, um, I, I, I'll i say it. I cried at the end of Logan. I did. I shed a tear at the end of Logan. Which
1: part got you the most? What was, like, the catalyst?
0: I think it was... Um, her over him when he was dying. Mm. That really... It, it, it got me. She got me. She was just fantastic she was so in, good. That, in that movie. And um, I think that, that really...
1: You know what someone posted that I didn't even realize? Um, from The Wolverine, the previous movie, there's a scene where ah, the woman who can see the future, she sees people's deaths and she tells Logan, like, you're going to die. I see you holding your heart in your hand. And then they took that scene and they put it next to him dying and he's holding Laura's hand in his hand. Mm-hmm so he does die holding his heart in in his hand oh wow that was that got me but I'll tell you what it was like there was the thing with the cross becoming the X I thought that was awesome that was cool um the fact that like her being upset got me but the thing that really got me for some reason like I actually like choked up a bit was the kid holding the Wolverine action figure yeah in the background Yeah. yeah yeah anyway it's a good movie it was a good movie didn't see it oh oops Spoiler alert, he
2: dies.
1: Uh, done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were surprised. I was like, I went into this movie knowing he was Yeah, right, like, like, like
2: sorry guys. You, yeah. yeah. And you might as well call it happen. Logan dies in <laughs> the yet, movie. <laughs> this is bullshit. Um <laughs> You know what it was? Um All-Star Superman. The part where where Lex is starting to get it. Mmm. Like he's losing his He's losing the powers Oh, is that he's oh, like, that counts yeah. Alright, I'll take he, it He's like Oh, wait a minute He sees all All of us like this all the time
3: mm-hmm.
2: mm. And it, it Like the way that it, it It just sort of clicks for him And he had, he's had the power for You know, whatever amount of time And it doesn't mm-hmm. And then he takes a second Just it takes a second to step back from it And he's like Oh my god I get it now. Like the, the, just the concept of of somebody like Lex getting it. Yeah. For me, I, every single time I'm like,
1: oh, God. So it reminds me of that scene in Superior Spider-Man, where Doc Ock puts his brain in Peter's body, mm-hmm. and he has to relive his entire memories of Uncle Ben yeah. and May. Yeah. And then he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Um, I can't think of any really good dramatic scenes. That like I got. Well, I mean, I get I get worked up over like fucking tissue commercials. So I'm yeah. a sensitive sort. But
2: yeah, so do I do. Yeah. I, I I get like that at the end of uh, at the end of Cars.
1: Yeah, I was watching uh, Finding Dory. Sushan comes home the other day. She was out doing errands, and I was like, I was sitting watching Finding Dory, and she comes home, and I'm just like sitting there all red eyed. Yeah, fucking Finding Dory. Dory. Cute. God damn it, dude! No, I'm telling you, Toy Story uh, three.
2: Toy Story three, I was about to break down and cry, grown ass man in the theater when it was in the jaw and falling down, about, yeah, yeah. To, about to hit the melted. I was like, "Oh my god, this can't happen!" Yeah, like, yeah. oh, it oh, was dark. Yo, I'm sitting there like f- fidgeting into my seat, like, yo, what? Oh god, it's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. yo, that got that was that yeah. for me is the one, and That's I and one. I feel terrible, like, hmm. wow, that. That had yeah, me on like edge of my seat. Like
0: I can't believe She's this was about to happen. But Pixar is so good for that, man. Because yeah, well, yeah. Toy Story two, the whole story about Jesse, Jesse, yeah, losing you know the the, the person that yeah fired, that, that got me, and then the one that makes everybody cry was from the the opening of Up. Oh God! That, there's like a whole little shit. That, 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 that whole thing. That like if they had ended the movie right then, I'd have be been like. Yeah, just yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was Ball, that was man. mean. That was that, was, that a, was mean.
1: That was like a mini movie before the movie, just called Sadness. Yeah, right, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> that was mean. I, it's yeah, all up from
1: there. Yeah, it really is. It
2: really was.
1: Yeah, by the end, you're like, whew, Jesus, close. I might get some shit, but I was, and I know it's naive of me, but I did not know they were gonna kill Gwen in Amazing Spider Man Two, and when she hits that,
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: and then he, ah, uh, he, uh, but that's he's fair. like, "No, I saved you." Like he's, yeah, he's, yeah, like, oh, that was that was coming. rough. And then yeah. the blood comes out of her nose, yeah. and it's just that was buff. rough. Yeah. But that's fair, yeah,
0: because you know she, she was, you no, know, she was just you no. Know, I guess you should have known it was coming. Well, you know, was going to come they, eventually.
1: Okay, I guess maybe you figure it's going to be in the third one. That's the thing. This yeah. is one of those times. Yeah. It's rare, but usually I'm so I'm so used to story. Method, right? Yeah. Uh, storytelling that I know, I, I kind of watch movies from with, with from outside the box, I guess. Right. So I'm just watching the process of the movie while I'm also enjoying the film. So the fact that they put her in the outfit, yeah, made me go, oh, okay, it's a red herring. It's it's number two. Mm. There's going to be a trilogy. There's no way they're going to kill off their main love interest on the second movie so they'll probably make this one of those things like oh they'll set it up and then he'll save her and then three will be the one where they like conceive some other way for her to die so when she hit I was like oh fuck so that one got me it would have hit it would have
0: hit a little bit harder if there wasn't still another 45 minutes of the movie afterwards
2: actually you know what, what made that work the seasons changing with him by her grave. Mm. That, that was that was cool. That was that was like, wow. that was that was like wow. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was in, that was important. I, I I think that kind of needed to be in there. Like, there was a lot after it, yeah. but that was that yeah, was that dope. Scene, Yeah, I that, was, like that.
0: That was pretty dope. And one one last thing before we we, we move on out to the next email is um from uh I, there's a lot of like rough moments. In Pixar is one of the most, more recent movies, In and Out. I mean, not oh. uh, Inside Out. Oh, Inside Out. God. Inside Out. But, um, there, I mean, there's more than a few, like from the, like the flashbacks of the little girl's life and everything, but there's one where Joy. Has gone into the place of like forgotten memories or whatever the hell with with the with, with bing bong with bing bong
1: bing bong and then
0: bing bong's like sacrificing yeah itself. dude oh like, god oh, That's like yeah, you're, you're leaving your, yeah, your childhood dude. like oh, you, know, you might have to grow up I'm like oh my god that like really like who's a friend me. that loves to play bing bong bing bong
2: <laughs> yo my three year old there was a, a good three months where he was like because uh, he used to call it color movie. You know last color movie? And I watched Inside Out 4,000 times <laughs> and was pretty numb to a lot of it. That part, every time, I'm like, oh, God, here it comes again. I know. Hey, man. He's like, try it one more time. I think we're going to get it. And he jumps off. You're like, oh, oh, God. No. I'm sitting there like, ding-dong. <laughs> like, reaching my hand out. Like, come on, man. Come on. Grab on, man. And then the rocket blows up. and I'm like, oh, jeez. Send Riley to the moon for me. Like, come on. Really? Mm, yeah, oh, that's, that's killer. That's killer. Like I said, I, and I've, I'm fortunate enough that I've managed to numb myself to most of that movie. Because the yeah, whole thing it is like, lot, oh, man. God.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, it's like when you realize, when she realizes that you have to have sadness. Yeah. You have to experience it. Not experiencing it is you're not living a full life. I yeah. mean, that, just that lesson is like... Yeah, it's and that fun, like,
2: great movie, plus man. like the, the the concept of like daughter running away like in my head I'm like oh no man oh Jesus yeah. oh yeah, no and like I said I've numbed myself to all of it except for the the death of Bing Bong dude yeah. like
1: have you seen Inside Out channel? yeah yeah I saw it I liked it a lot um I really liked how it sort of took a look at something deeper than i was anticipating mm-hmm. uh and the outcome of it where you need sadness and i was like good for you pixar that's awesome um i want sure to know what they look like in my yeah. head mm-hmm. i would love to
2: know what my five little Jones look like they're all just mad <laughs> i know they're just all sitting there right here
1: they're all what was this what's that guy's name uh, the guy wags his finger a lot and boom rah, 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 rah.
2: Anger uh, Anger Yeah I yeah. know but I mean the actor Louis Black Louis Black Yeah Louis Black Yeah And yeah, yeah. 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 the bus driver <laughs> Remember at the end when they showed everybody else's heads When the cat The, cat. the cats were just Oh
0: yeah the, the cats was the best one like, <laughs> They were <was laughs> just, just like sitting there and it like <laughs> And it just hopped up and was like nah! Just took off Like alright cool uh, We got more emails? Yes we got one more I got it Uh, From Christopher Good night Since JD didn't give us any questions I thought I'd come up with a topic of discussion Give it to me The ultimate universe May it rest in peace While entertaining at times Was never that good to begin with Bullshit If you just take ultimate Spider-Man Then it's fine Or, if you just take the first two Ultimates runs, they're perfect. But when you try to add in other elements, like the Ultimate Fantastic Four, the universe Mm -hmm. begins to fall apart. For instance, in the Ultimates, Nick Fury says they can't have any of the FF on the team because of bad press, indicating that the FF are already a thing. But in Ultimate FF, Johnny wants to join the team as soon as he gets powers, which implies the Ultimates predated the FF. And in Ultimate Venom, Reed Richards is a contemporary of Peter dad and not a wonderkin I could go on forever about the stuff I enjoyed, Ultimate Thor, Ultimate Cat, Miller's Return to the Ultimates and the stuff I hated Orson Scott's Cards, Ultimate Iron Man so bad they made fun of it in Miller's Return series, Jimmy Hudson in Ultimate X talk about what you liked about the Ultimate Universe and what you hated Sincerely, Chris Sensasi Good night.
1: Ultimate Spider-Man has consistently been the best series since its inception. Ultimate Spider-Man, even just throughout the whole till it ended, was just my favorite book every every month. That was top of my stack. That was the first book I read. Brian Michael Bendis was writing my favorite Spider-Man comic for what was it from the year 2000 to 2015, 2014? Yeah, consistently every month that was my favorite book. Um, I will agree that the rest of it was not great oh, yeah, yeah well, the two ultimates the first runs the first two ultimates were the first time I enjoyed the Avengers ever um I, I just love the shit out of both of those books I didn't like his return because all of a sudden he brought in like vampires and stuff and that was I didn't like it like ultimates no, four and five right. oh yeah yeah there was ultimates Wait, three there was the ultimate
2: comics Avengers or whatever yeah, yeah. whatever yeah
1: um but yeah there's a lot of bullshit in that I didn't like the FF Mm. I didn't like the X-Men. Um, yeah. God, uh, yeah, the Iron Man was just awful. And then they did things like Daredevil and Elektra, but it's like they were just Daredevil and Elektra. They weren't ultimate versions of Daredevil and Elektra. Yeah. I could have just been reading that in the 616. Um, but, yeah, I will always appreciate the Ultimate Universe for bringing me that Ultimate Spider-Man run.
2: The yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man was fantastic. Um the the Miles stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Ultimate Thor. That was that was actually Jason Aaron's first Thor stuff. Oh,
1: uh, That was pretty good.
2: Uh, I enjoyed that. And it was Carlos Pacheco, and I. Loved and it, everything it was just
1: does. like really delving into the question about whether or not he was insane or not. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
1: that Ultimate Cap, Ultimate
2: what, what, the the one with Nuke, Nuke. That was a crazy. And it turns
1: out he was like the Captain America for Vietnam. Yeah, and he just went nuts. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. awesome. Cap was <laughs> he was a bit of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. God. He was a bit of an yeah.
2: asshole in that. Um.
1: Well, I mean, he always was in the Ultimate Universe. You think it's yeah, stands yeah, yeah, yeah. for France?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was piece a terrible. Of shit. He's awesome. Um, yeah, Ultimate Fantastic Four. I didn't really get, and that was they didn't Marvel Zombies start
0: there?
1: Yes, uh, Ugh. I believe it was in Ultimate Fantastic Four. Yeah, where they go into this other universe where everyone's a zombie. Yeah.
2: Ugh. Um, Ultimate X Men. I I didn't. I, I tried and was like
1: meh.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then ultimatum happened. And ultimatum, in ultimatum, New York City gets flooded. Yeah. New York City gets flooded. And maybe six months later, people are in New York City just chilling. Mm-hmm. No. Well, that's no, how comics work. No, See, but yeah, the thing, but the, in the, the Ultimate the, Universe it was
0: supposed to be against it. Was that. A, yeah, yeah, it's true.
2: And th- that's the point of it. And I, and I think they tried too hard. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh wait, what are we going to do now? Mm-hmm. Because have you had you flooded New York City in the Ultimate Universe? It should have been like this, uh, uh, you know, post apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. It should have been escape from New York, New York yeah, City, yeah. as opposed to six months later. We're chilling again.
1: We're back to work at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. yeah, That wouldn't awesome. even yeah. matter if it was like Escape from New York post-apocalyptic New York. That'd be awesome. They should have kept it. You're right. But... And that's what I appreciated about the Ultimate Universe. Aside from that, I like the fact that nobody was safe. None of the yeah. heroes that I was yeah, felt dude. were precious were safe. And dude. they all got murdered. Dude, Ultimate X-Men... Cyclops, Wolverine, Magneto,
2: and Charles Xavier were all dead. Mm-hmm. Like the four main X Men dudes were all dead, yep. relatively early in the book. Ah, okay, and they, then they weren't able to—they weren't able to come back from that.
0: Yeah, I think once, like, like you said, the first two runs of, um, first of all, you had Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which was which was perfect, and and you know to set the scene for people who don't realize about the Ultimates. Universe because it was already how long ago you said, like 2000, 2000, you know, 17 years ago. Um, it was to kind of like put more of a a reworking on the Marvel Universe, but from a more real world standpoint, as much as it could be, you know, still superheroes. Um, and with Ultimate Spider Man and with Brian Michael Bendis and his work ethic, it worked, Mm -hmm. and so it made sense to expand to the Ultimates. What messed them up was that the Ultimates, those first two, first 12 issues took five years to come out. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they had to then quickly expand their universe to fill in the gaps waiting for Brian Hitch to draw a Mm -hmm. page. Now, God bless you, when the pages came in, you were like, oh my God. But... Wasn't there like a five-page fold-out Joe? Oh my god, it is so ridiculous! That it thing is, is though. Crazy. I mean, you, you you can't even get mad at the
2: man. Yeah, yeah.
0: It book to my eye. Yeah, man, no, That fine. thing,
2: that thing is tits. But it's yeah. like, wow, man,
0: dude. But but because of that, you know, they expand the they expand the universe and fill in the gaps between the, these books taking so long, and that's when you lose the the concept gets lost, and that's when it starts eating itself and it never recovered. That's yeah. why the I'm, I I appreciate Spider Man and I appreciate it though that Spider Man run, but I never did collect it. The only thing of the Ultimates I have is Miller and Hitch's Ultimates. That's yeah. it. And then I followed them to when they went to FF and they stunk
1: that up. I didn't hate the FF run; it was fine. It wasn't. It
0: was,
2: it was all right. It as a
1: dude right. who doesn't care about the FF, I was reading the FF. So.
2: No Hickman, but Hickman saved that book. Oh my God, Hickman. Hickman's FF. Hickman Everyone tells me that. Oh God,
3: it's
1: it so is.
2: good. It is, it really, is. It's so it good, is, man. man. That dude, and stuff that he started in that, finished in Secret Wars,
0: dude. He, that, he wrote so big. Yeah. Was perfect. He perfect. That was the, I and mean, I'm an FF guy, but that was the first time I loved the FF since Burn. I mean, wow. It was so good, man. Yeah.
1: Nice. Thank you so much, St. Saucy, for writing in. We appreciate it. You can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com or
0: blacktribbles at (laughs) gmail.com. My God! That, you don't know who that is. That's that Sonic dog. Oh. Hey, it's Sonic. So what are talking about? Hip
1: hop. Okay, so hip hop. So uh, what about hip hop? You were talking about cassette tapes.
2: I was. Um, all right. So right. I used to carry. Ta- I used to when I was at Penn State. I walked around with a Walkman everywhere I went, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I would, I was doing radio and buying wax. I was making mixtapes, but if I was buying a new album, I was buying it on tape. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. And just. Just playing it, you know. You don't want to waste your, your your battery life. Fast forward and rewind and stuff. So you just play it and you pick up everything on the album and all the interludes and the skits and all That's that. That's when the skits stuff. made sense. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was perfect, man. It was. And then I I, I didn't buy my first the first CD I bought, um, like when I was looking for a new album and I wanted to get it was uh, Most Def's Black on Both Sides mm. in ninety nine. Ninety nine. Because the same day. Black on Both Sides and uh, Ferrimanche's Eternal Affairs came out on the same day, and I bought Eternal Affairs on tape. I bought Black on Both Sides on on CD because we didn't get the tape in uh, the place I used to work at. So that was the first one that I bought, and then I went home and I dubbed it to a tape, and then I put <laughs> and then I put some more.
3: That's
2: awesome. So I would listen to that in the you crib. You the CD because I wanted on. to listen to it. No. I wanted to listen to it, and I listened. It to all it. it. <laughs> Because I listened to everything on tape. I listened to everything when I was walking. So I dug it to a tape, and then I, it, I had I had plenty of time left over, and I had a bunch of old most wax, so I put a whole bunch of other most deaf stuff on the tape, and just 90 minutes of of most, 90 minutes of whatever, you know, whatever wax I put together. I was making instrumental tapes. Mm. I was making all kinds of stuff. I had, and I would label them, so I was up through M. So mm-hmm. I had 13 <laughs> different instrumental tapes, and I would just walk the streets, you know what I mean? Listen to tapes. And then with the albums, because you had so many skits and just kind of stuff and, yeah. you know, uh, like breakdowns and, you know, Pete rock was notorious for after a song just putting a great break between one song and the next, right? So now when I listen to albums that I used to listen to on tape, when the, when the track on the CD that was the end of that side of the tape when it ends, I'm in my head, I'm mentally oh, flipping the tape.
3: Yeah.
2: You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was the best. Or I'm just waiting for the click, click. Mm-hmm. When, the, when the auto-reverse would, would mm-hmm. flip it over. man. It was, Yo, it was, when they came out with that auto-reverse? Auto-reverse was life. I was like, Whoa, how did it take so long
1: to get here? <laughs> Thank you. This is the future. <laughs> auto-reverse was
2: life, dude. And then there
1: was also one. Let's see. This goes against what you were saying. There were songs, though. Even if I had the whole... Right? And you listen to the whole album. There were songs, eventually, I would just be like, uh, all right, I could skip this one. And then they had an auto-skip.
0: Yeah, but I, I never heard. used like that. silence,
2: yeah. Yeah, we wait for that. silence and then stop.
1: I never used that. Oh, I did.
2: I never, never used that. because it Because the stuff I was buying, I was really, really into. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I I bought uh, Guns N' Roses, Usual Illusion 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and random things into the ground. 2 was better than 1. Um... I bought, uh, what was it? Like, my man, my, the first CD that, I, that somebody bought for me, my partner, Louis, he got me OC's Word Life on CD in 94 um, for my 21st birthday. Shout out to Lou. Uh, and he was like, yo, you have to hear this. And I bought it and loved it. And then went back to buying tapes. bought a, You know, kept buying mm-hmm. tapes. And it was, the, the birth of the CD, for me, which, by personally.
1: the way, I apologize for interrupting you. 1982.
2: Yeah. So, they had been Ava,
1: out for a while. The yeah, visitors, I'm sorry, 1981, The Visitors by ABBA was the first CD.
0: Yeah, no, they had been out for a long time. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but you gotta see how much that uh,
1: marketed for. Yeah. Right, right. Well, Nobody yeah. was buying it. The first CD players cost no, you $3,000 yeah. and you, you didn't had pick to. pick them up at wall to wall sound and video. No.
2: Exactly. That wasn't a
0: basket of yeah. CDs.
2: Right, you know, five hour CDs in mm-hmm. 1981. No, so for me, when CDs took over the game, um, it began the sort of death of the music business, and the music business wasn't ready for that
3: mm-hmm.
2: because when CDs took over the game, you didn't have to listen to the whole album. You would, you know you would hear you would you'd, you'd hear something like "Ooh, I want that album." You find that track on the on the CD, and then you find a couple more on there that you like. If it's something you don't you don't you don't like, you skip it. Mm-hmm. I know cats that had out that had albums and had never heard songs. I'm like, how have you never heard that song? You have the album, and they were like, I didn't know it, so I skipped it.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: and and then so you know CDs was big, and everybody was doing was doing big money and whatever. And then when the idea of you didn't even have to listen, to, you don't even need the whole John. You can just go here and get the song that you like. The music industry never caught up. It still hasn't really caught up.
1: Now, couldn't one argue that tapes did that with cassettes? K- no, because even with cassettes, k- you
2: know, you would hear a, a couple of. But even if, all right, so you you have forty five cassettes k- in your in your backpack. Yeah. Like, how crazy <laughs> is that? And, 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 and they came in those the,
1: like slides. Yeah, at
2: the very yeah. least, you would have to make a tape. Of all your singles on the one ninety <laughs> minute tape, which is insane, yeah. which I did, because uh, I had a bunch of singles. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the common track "Resurrection" has two remixes um, by Large Professor. There's an Extra P remix and a Large Pro remix, and they're they're different, and um, there's subtle verse changes in them, and the samples are different, and it but it's. God, it's so beautiful, man. And there's these great piano breakdowns and stuff. And you could only get those either on the k- single or on the wax. And if you wasn't a DJ, you wasn't really buying the wax. So you if you wanted to hear it. And a lot of that stuff was surprises. I didn't know that was on there when I got it. I was like, oh, all right, let me I ain't have enough money to get the album. Mm-hmm. I grabbed it because I like Resurrection. Oh my God. Or you would get it because it had the instrumentals on it. Like, come on. It was. It was. For me, it was a. It was a. It was a. It was a perfect time, as a, just an appreciator of, of music. You know what I mean. To be mm-hmm. able to, to acquire all that stuff. Yes, it's easier to do now, and I can you know go on my phone and put it on YouTube. I want to hear the extra P remix of Resurrection just an instrumental, and somebody's put it up there. Whatever. But uh, it was the the concept of really. I, I'm a I'm a tangible person. You know what I mean? I'd like to touch things. And mm-hmm. so if I if I have it, I want to, I want to put it in my tape deck and I want mm-hmm. to you know know that it exists in a form where if you know the internet breaks I still got it. I can still go back mm-hmm. and and find my tape and throw it in my deck and and play it.
0: The C D was still definitely the 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 beginning of the end of the music business because that's when the music became digitized mm-hmm. and that after that it was a wrap and it, it's it's heartbreaking
2: um, I talk to a lot of cats and just you know read you know read people's uh, posts and whatever about you know these ideas about why you know why some stuff is dope, some stuff is dope and some stuff isn't um, if you look at if you break it down into two 20-year cycles, let's 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 call it 77 to 97, 97 to 2017. If you listen to the, the from a technical aspect of MCing, you watch the MCing process change from 77 to 97. Mm-hmm. And you watch and you listen to people get better and better and better and better and better. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you go from 97 to this morning you watch you watch it sort of split and you still see this divergence of you know of of a quality that still continues and then there's this acceptance of sort of an acceptance of a, a, a generation of artists that are doing their thing, and fine, that's what they want to do, and I'm not denying anyone that, but you have to you have to accept the fact that a lot of them aren't getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no. I, I watch these discussions all the time about how, you know, it's a new generation, let them do their thing. Fine, they can do their thing. As long as they recognize that the thing that they're doing, many of them, is not better than... What some other people of their ilk are doing, of of their age and their ilk and their their generation are doing, and generations before them are doing. That's the that's where I'm at right now because a lot of these cats, you know, and I listen to guys, uh, you know, DJs and podcasters and all kinds of people are saying, you know, you know, let these young guys do their thing. These young guys are allowed to do their thing, but I think that, that a lot of these people need to recognize that in the midst of doing their thing, from a technical standpoint. They're not as good as some of the other people that are, you know, of their of their ilk that are doing their thing, and a lot of the people that came before them. Mm-hmm. So you know, call me a hater if you like. I'll, fine, I I wear that proudly. I'll get hater tattooed on the chest. Mm-hmm. I, I won't. But,
1: that's, uh, what the S yes, Krypton, that's what F stands for. Yes, that's what yeah it's right. On, hater on
2: on Krypton, <laughs> F stands for hater. Um,
1: See, but, my my theory about that is though. So hip hop from its inception. Too, I would say maybe the late '90s, uh, or maybe even a little bit later, was was sort of not as, as widespread a um, pop culture phenomenon, right? It was sort of like on the side, a subgenre, a subgenre maybe? of music, right? So like it wasn't, you didn't hear it on the radio as much, getting a lot of play. And You heard it on like the the sort of smaller stations and stuff. And what t- what
0: time period are you th- saying?
1: I'm saying think- I'm saying up through to the 90s, where it be- I think became like the whole up into the rap thing. Up into the 90s, it
0: wasn't getting much play. And when it was getting played, it w- it be- would be segmented because there used to be like there were radio stations that used to advertise, like you know, no no rap work day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Power 99 so, used to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, oh, that so, was so the thing.
1: So for the, for that entire period. It was a bunch of underdogs doing this underground music that they felt it could get better and better and better and better and better. And then at a certain point, it became very, very popular, uh, and it got mainstream. There's whole there's whole radio stations that are just hip-hop stations now, right? right. So it's it's in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you've got a bunch of young cats coming up who see that all of their dads and granddads were doing it a certain way, so now they feel that they have to do it a different way. So it's a sort of rebellion against what they were brought up on right? Sure and, and I, I don't have a problem with that
2: I, I, because that that's certainly a thing um, but you also have to recognize the fact that um, a lot of that that uh, say late 80s mid to early to mid 90s stuff, unlike rock and roll, never had a space to exist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so it wasn't until maybe two or three years ago that there were classic hip-hop stations. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing. So it, it it got lost. Right? So there are entire generations of kids, you know, 20 years old, that if I say to them, D-I-T-C, it has no meaning for them. Uh, yeah, it, supposed hip-hop cats. Mm-hmm. If I say to them, uh you know hieroglyphics it has no meaning to that that doesn't exist with, with rock and roll because all because generations of rock and roll regardless of of what you're into at the very least you know that the you know what existed before you right right
3: right
2: know so even if you're a uh I don't know a, a Mike Snow fan for example if you're a a Broken Bells fan if you're a whoever you know that before that was so and so before that was you know there was Pearl Jam and before that there was the Stones and before that was the Beatles before yeah. you know what I mean you you know that entire lineage the way that that hip hop got done by by mainstream radio and by by in general mainstream media a lot of that that middle segment, where where most of the growth happened, there's an entire generation that knows nothing about it,
3: mm.
2: and so you have a bunch of cats my age that are salty. Like, you know, I, I understand that you know you're doing your thing and you know love what you love, but the fact that you don't know this essential part of a culture you claim to represent is troubling.
0: Mm-hmm. It may be troubling, but then doesn't it become, well, um, one, it is troubling. And that does make it more all the more important for cats like you and, and of, your, of your age and in your, in your world to make sure that the, not only do the sounds of those times... But the the ethics and ethos of those times stay alive in what you do, which you do in the in the hip hop that you 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 rock. Um, so it, it it that is very important for you to do that, and also to present that to these young bucks. Also, one of the things that I think I've noticed in hip hop, and I don't listen to a whole lot of the radio, to be honest, to mm-hmm. be fair, but I listen to some, and what I hear is in hip-hop, when I was coming up in hip-hop, you heard dexterity of topics all all across the spectrum, right? But one topic you heard predominantly more than others was hip-hop cats bigging up themselves about how they are the biggest and the baddest and the best and the most. And that's what hip-hop was. It's about being braggadocious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To a degree... I, at least, and maybe I'm missing it, I don't hear that much in the music nowadays of the younger young guys. I'm sure there are some. But for the most part, I hear their music being about just more just bigging up how they're living their life as opposed to how bigger and better that I am. Um, like I said, I'm sure there are some. And to me, when I hear that, that's them taking the taking hip hop Taking the sound that they probably did hear Growing up in their house From their parents Who were Let's face it Young As opposed to in white houses where When we were coming up When they were maybe a little older Their parents are now maybe about Five, seven years older than, than the kids <laughs> So They're coming up on the same shit You know they they They, they grew up listening to DMX. As good as DMX is, to me DMX is dumb It's still dumbed down hip hop to a degree. You know what I mean? The DMX came in the, up in the time of Nas and not too many others of that ilk. Nas was few and far between in that time. I was gonna say, wait, are we saying are we knocking Nas? Not not knocking Nas, but I'm just saying. Nas was on Nas was on one level and then about maybe three tiers younger uh, Lower to him was DMX and the other people that was making just as much bank as Nas, Mm -hmm. whose noise, whose sound was just as prominent. And that's the houses that a lot of these cats were growing up in. You know what I mean? So... They didn't grow up listening to the hieroglyphics digging in the crates, that's D-I-T-C. Um, they didn't grow up listening to that. They didn't grow up listening to real, you know, deep-cut Common, like Resurrection, which is not deep-cut, that's just classic Common. You know, they grew up to Common fighting John Wick too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they, I saw Common, he an actor, he was playing ball. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That With Queen Latifah, what do you mean he rapping? You know what I mean? LL. Pfft, my brother's on TV. He 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 got, two, CIS. he got two shows on TV. He play a cop and he lip sing. I don't, what do What else? <laughs> he do something else? What? I don't even know. We didn't mean kangos. What? What? What the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Jingling? What's jingling? He wear a chain. That what you talking about? They don't know. Queen Latifah was an actress. They don't. They don't know that world. You know what I'm saying? And it's. And it, to be fair, it's not necessarily if they go old school. Like I said, if you go old school LL, you go you go back to what was the, the show with Debbie Allen that he was in with, uh, uh, who's uh, who's in the house or whatever. I forget this. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought, yeah. You, yeah. yeah your man has had bad TV shows. That's what I'm saying. You know, you go old school Queen Latifah. You go on the Living Single. You know, you go old school Run DMC. You go on the Run's House on MTV. It was almost twenty years ago. So was it really almost years is, ago? a minute ago, yeah, yeah. bruh so you, 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 you have to keep that perspective on these cats.
2: But what I'm saying is the reason why they, 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 that they have no idea that, you know, Queen Latifah had albums out is because there was no space for, it, for a lot of that stuff. It, it came out and then existed with, within its very hip-hop frame mm-hmm. and was ignored there. Whereas, you know, when you're talking about – like I said, when I was talking about rock and roll – if the Stones come out with anything, it's always been a thing. There's always been a, a place true. for it and a space true. for it. That's true. And, you know, and, and if Pearl Jam, you know, still comes out with, with anything, there's always been a place for it and a space for it. And, you know, and but and they stayed in that lane. A lot of these hip-hop cats had to step out of that because otherwise they wasn't going to eat. Because they knew that, all right, if I, you know, the way this is, it's a very much what have you done for me lately sort of existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I have to... I have to make movies, I have to act, I have to do all kinds of other stuff, or I'm not gonna eat. Mm. You know what I mean? I like and plus the fact they was getting jerked for their for their, for their original stuff anyway, so they're not they're making any money off of that.
0: But, 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 to that, because I was thinking about that as well, that's the story as old as time. Yeah. Because that's the story of original jazz, that's the story of yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. The difference is now, God bless hip hop, um, hip hop is singing the praises for this is now is that yeah they got jerked over in the in the eighties and the nineties. And the cats from the eighties will probably never catch up. Curtis Blow is is never gonna make the dough that he could have. Yeah. Right? But the cats from the nineties, fortunately the business side of it has has caught on quick enough so that the cats in the nineties can can yeah, get yeah, over yeah, that yeah, they're you, you've got you've got old school hip hop concerts that are going overseas and making and making that loop the cats when this was happening in rock and roll in the early days of r&b they had to go through the 50s and it wasn't until like maybe 20 30 years that they maybe got scraps of that stuff so you're talking about within the last 15 years old school 90s rappers is is you know they're coming around. So fortunately the smarter heads are prevailing
1: now and they they tightening up their business. Indeed. Nice. Sound it's it's like a bunch of dudes hanging out at Pop's barbershop just bitching about the youngins. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the kids these days. Ah. By the way, I'ma I'm gonna I'm do this. you man, DJ self-promotion is in the joint. Um, if you're not doing nothing, go check out GoFundMe.com backslash boom Bap therapy. The campaign for my new album is out. Help a brother out. We're trying to do some fantastic things. Give him some money. Yep.
1: Give Boom him money. Boom, bap therapy. That's a good name. Boom bap therapy. I like that a lot.
2: I'm actually taking some pictures for it tomorrow. It's gonna to be dope. Nice.
1: <gasps> actually, oh. You busy anymore? I have to work. Shit. <laughs> what is up?
2: I need somebody who looks like a therapist.
1: No. <laughs> Not you. Not me. Um. <laughs> anywho. So, anywho. Uh, real quick. So, before, what time you got, Jeff? We, we've got a couple of minutes. Yeah, a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. I just, all right, so I was thinking about it while you were talking, and the fact that when I was a kid, I listened to pop music, right? Mm. And then at some point, I found real music, uh, Public Enemy. It
0: always happens.
1: Uh, what was yours? Did I, am I the only one who grew up on pop music and then decided, wait, oh, wait, there's actual oh, other no. music no. out there, and I kind of made a self-discovery of my own trail of, like, Takes a Nation of Millions? Well, see, for me, Nations of Millions was was just...
2: Just another was just another record for me.
1: That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean, because um, I was the one on that, a whole other path. God, what got me? What really got me? Because um, I I'd never heard anything like like PE when that hit, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and of course, my mom heard, and she was like, "This is anti-white. You can't no. listen to this." You know what like, it was?
2: <laughs> Three feet high and rising. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I was I was deep, you know, hip hop deep uh, <laughs> from the door. My brother. You know, God bless him. He put me on all kinds of stuff. Nice. So we had Mad Old Treacherous 3 records and Sugar Hill records and all kinds of stuff. And he put me on the Run DMC and really got me, you know, started getting me into it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had the early PE and the early uh, early BDP joints. But I remember when my man, he got, uh, he had the first Daylight record on tape. And I, rem- I still to this day remember sitting on, the- on my back steps. And just listening to that thing mm-hmm. over and over again, I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. these guys are amazing!" Like it, and that record still it, it was it was infectious. And I was like, "I need more of this." So then, when Tribe came out, and I went this, I bought uh, People's Instinctive Travels and NXS Kick on the same day, and I listened to both of them, and I was like taking both of that in. And the People's Instinctive Travels, it just it took over my existence. It was just... It was so... Very just... It was these great... It was just random stories... And just very cool stuff happening. I was like... Yeah, okay. Alright. I could leave my wallet in El Segundo. I could see that <laughs> happening.
0: Okay. Nice, nice. Cool. I think I... Um, I just picked up that album, by the way, on CD. Great. Yeah. I... I grew up in my house. My older sister... She would always be listening to... Temptations... Jackson 5, Gladys Knight and the OJ's and I remember listening to hearing them when she was doing her chores on Saturday you know and the, uh, like but that music always represented oh that's Adrian's music, that's my sister's music yeah. you know that's Saturday to me Earth Wind and Fire you know so, so I liked it um and I remember listening to the radio, and I, I heard some kind of some some pop music that kind of like got me. Like I like the Doobie Brothers; they were kind of cool. The Doobie Brothers were on an episode of What's Happening, and yep. I thought that was really dope. Yeah, cool. I know that yep. song. You know what I mean, Michael McDowell. But um, my cousin Tony he came to spend the, spend the summer with us uh, one year, and he brought he had one thing in his bag beside his his clothes um, was uh, this single and it was Firecracker by MASH Production and he put he put that on, on a record player and we played Firecracker. It was a Friday night he came over and we played that till Sunday <laughs> <laughs> on repeat like crazy man. We, like we woke up on my on my living room couch and just so 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 good. So 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was such a good song. And like that just really just woke me up because even though it was his single That's the first one that was like that was my song. I bought I bought that into the house because my cousin was spending time with me. (laughs) So like that was my song in the house. So that was it. And then not long after that, Rappers' Delight came out by Mm. the Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, man. And like if you were young and Rappers' Delight came out, your mission. Was to learn the words. word. So you had to learn word. every single word, man. And it would mess you up because then they would play it on the radio and sometimes they would cut out like the last verse or they cut it up and you're like, Wait, no, no, that's not my line. You know what I mean? And then it was Christmas that year. Christmas was at my house and my Uncle Donald was over there. My Uncle Donald, he was crippled. So we had to put him in a chair and he basically had to stay in a chair all day. And me and my cousin Tony, we basically entertained my cousin Uncle Donald all day. You know, we would be joking around with him. I mean, he was cool. He was always joking with us. He taught us magic trips and how to scheme people out of money. And he said, What's that song everybody's singing? Everybody's singing. He was like, What song are you talking about? It the hippity hippity. <laughs> I was like, uh, Oh, Rappers Delight. He's like, Y'all know that song? Dewey? Yeah. We did. I've so. been training for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> we had legs. And so so hold <laughs> We did. You know, we did the hip hop The hip, and he was like sitting there just grooving, like because his legs were paralyzed, but he was just top of his body was just like bouncing, yeah. and he was like calling to calling to my mom, "Yo, B, yo, B, come in." The, 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 do it again. <laughs> <laughs> we did that song like about eighty times, and right? nice. we didn't care, man. That's awesome. That was it. That was
1: that was that Classic. was it, that was Amazing. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. That was the show on Gutter Talk. All you comic book fans. Sorry, we, we, we promised to talk more comic books yeah. next week. We were just so excited. We had this whole conversation. We were starting this conversation before the show. Yeah. We were having such a good time. And, you and it's really It's about us Not you You only <laughs> want to hear Me and Randy bitch About Cyclops again <laughs> <laughs> That's for next time We'll do that next time We'll do that next time uh, Speaking of which Totally unrelated What's the most Overrated ca- No uh, <laughs> So uh, Our question For next time nice. Is I asked this question On Facebook And I got a lot of responses And it's not I guess we can make it Comic book worthy But like What was the worst What was the movie You walked out of Did you ever walk out Of a movie mm. So I guess what Maybe what's your Least favorite Comic book Film. Okay, that's a, question. That's a good question. Right? Good question. I have a
0: second question too. So you can answer one or two. Oh, this is fun. The, my question would be: If you were, if you're in the comic book store and you want to buy a comic book for your daughter who's 16, not your little girl, but for your daughter who's 16, mm. to introduce her into the com-
1: comic books. What do you buy? It's a good question. You can email us one more time at ColtpopGo at gmail.com or BlackTroubles at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk at you later. Dun, dun, dun. Go to Foamy.com backslash boom bap back, therapy. <laughs>